Welcome back to What the Fuck is Going On. We have a great show for you today. The U.S. government is suing Google. China is sending spy balloons up and over and away us. We have Turkey, a huge earthquake, and a lot more. Let's get, get into, into it. it. in turkey big earthquake in, in syria two uh, right two earthquakes well three major earthquakes they've had like 60 aftershocks right so the main one happened in turkey and it i mean it was so big that it did go into syria too right okay i'm gonna struggle with pronunciation here so just th- give me the, just give me the numbers okay what were the magnitudes 7.8 was the first one that was at like 417 this morning and then there was another one at 428 so what that's like 11 minutes after that was a 6.7 and then 130 today 7.5 okay and there's well, how many people there's like at least 1200 something dead maybe 2000 they said 4300 wow i think that number is just going to keep going yeah, up too yeah, yeah for sure um but yeah and like 15,000 people are injured yeah yeah but uh that's really the nitty-gritty a on bunch that. of countries around the world are sending aid um, the u.s la u.s the eu's on the early firefighters germany one that was uh well russia is sending aid um i mean i could really dive into that if you want yeah well maybe we'll circle back to it okay. um eric adams has lifted the vaccine the covid vaccine mandate for all city workers mm-hmm. after 16 or 18 months um, the Democrats are moving their first primary state from Iowa to South Carolina in an effort to court the black vote more. Um, the Fed bumped interest rates up a quarter basis point. I think the target rate is now between 4.5 and 4.75. And uh, Germany is no longer buying Russian diesel. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. What was the... Ah, uh, fuck. Well, it was just like the third thing you said on the run-up. The last um, three things I had to say something about. The, the Dems are moving. The Democratic oh. Party is moving their first primary state. So, I didn't know that they started in a state like that. Uh, both parties start in Iowa, and the general starts in Iowa. Is that... Okay, so what I thought... The reason I thought is not... Like, why? Just that's just where they decide to start? Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there is a reason. Some politic thing. But yeah, for like the longest time, that's where. Okay, I was just confused. It's where like if you win in Iowa, it's a big deal. You have momentum. Well, okay, but like very that- famously in uh, 2020, they <laughs> Bernie kind of won Iowa, but they were like, oh, actually, we don't know. Like that, there was Trump it was the first year they ever did it with an app, mm-hmm. 
And then they With were an app. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh Pete Buttigieg won. And then it turned out they like both got the same amount of delegates, but Bernie like they they this is another way they fucking you know, the Democrats like, rig things. Okay. Yeah. Um, but so they're gonna go into South Carolina now. I, it's one thing I thought would be actually really interesting and maybe this is an idea for the future next time something like this happens, but I thought it'd be cool to go to Iowa and just ask people how they feel about getting kicked to the can like that. Well, didn't you say both uh, parties started? I'm Iowa? 90% sure the Republicans do, and I know that the the general, the first state, because okay. Iowa also has a process. They caucus, which is different. Instead of having like, instead of having like New Jersey does, where you know everyone votes for a candidate and whoever gets the most votes mm-hmm. gets the uh, wins the state mm-hmm. in uh, or gets the electoral votes from the state. In those state in Iowa and New Hampshire, they have caucuses, and it's like they all get in a room, and like you have to physically caucus for your candidate. You have to be like, "Oh, I'm here for this person." So like, there's more wiggle room. You can, you can win without as much backing mm-hmm. in, like, as much money and like funding in states where they have mm-hmm. open caucuses like that. As opposed, I don't actually know what South Carolina has, but I'm pretty sure it's not an open caucus. Okay, well that's interesting. Yeah, but that's people the. They most political pundits are like, well, this is a, this is the Democratic Party trying to reach out more to their black base. Okay, I thought it was more for like, because I thought maybe the Republicans would start somewhere else too, and they were just like, oh, like if we win this state, it'll be a bunch of uh, electoral college votes, so it just makes sense to start here. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm sure, I think South Carolina is probably more electoral college votes too, because it's bigger, but, um. Yeah, I didn't, sorry, I didn't like look too big into. No, nah, it's all right. I just you know, I'm just asking questions. But in 2020, voters in Iowa's caucuses in New Hampshire's primary were more than 90 percent white. Iowa's chaotic 2020 caucus was another factor in the charges. Is Axios from Axios saying why? So President Biden proposed this in December, saying so. The, it's the Democrats themselves saying the order of the Democratic primary should be adjusted to allow states with racially diverse populations to have more of a say in early presidential contests. Our early states must reflect the overall diversity of our party and our nation, economically, geographically, and demographically, wrote Biden. They're trying to diversify their portfolio. I, well, yeah, they're they're trying to yeah increase their reach into. I mean, but the, it's not like you know Democrats definitely are the party that has more black voters anyway. That's, so that's it's true. Not, so it's more like that's true. It's also South Carolina helped Biden win mm-hmm. the election, so he might be like, all right, he's like, we got a good thing going. These here. are my people. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then, yeah, I wonder how Germany's, uh, that's going to fuck up their economy probably, but cutting off the diesel. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just speculating. Yeah. Um, all right, but let's move on to our first story that everybody's talking about. The balloon. The balloon. The Chinese balloon. <laughs> um, so what? what's today? We are recording this on the 6th. Monday the sixth. When so bloom spot or what? Saturday? Uh, too long for uh how long ago it was shot down. Uh the first Yeah, time, like traversed to the country like yeah, it was fucking Brian uh, Laundry and his girlfriend. Than like Saturday, but yeah, <laughs> around there. Friday Friday or Saturday. Right. So I mean the thing I found most interesting about this is that now 
I was listening to Karine Jean-Pierre, Biden's press secretary, who is unbearable to listen to. <laughs> I actually sat there and I counted every word she said. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, 140 words. I could say what she just said in eight words. <laughs> like her job is to just obfuscate and pontificate and just, just said make the things... same thing like over and over in different ways. She's literally of. a professional water muddier. She's like, all right, let me take this very clear situation and just make it as confusing as fucking possible for people. So they were saying that the Trump administration, this is not the first time that, because um, we were talking about this, uh, you and I, on mm-hmm. Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and my first question was, I wonder if this is the first time we've seen something like this, or is this just the first time that the media has chosen to cover it? Because again, one of, one of our mottos in the show is journalism is done, not just in how you cover things, but what you choose to cover. I'll, I'll, and, but so Karen Jean Pierre was saying to, to the, uh, White House press corps that like the, they have instances of the Trump administration. This happened, this happened on Trump's watch too. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I think oh, that was I, a, I did hear about that. I think that was a response. People were saying, "Oh, you know, Trump would have shot it down. He would have shot it down." Which <laughs> I would think he would, but so apparently they're saying that they're saying that they're going to unclassify documents to prove it. Which I don't think they would say if they weren't. You know, I don't. That's a big bluff. But the the um, head of the DNI when Trump was president was like, and he the director of national intelligence. He was like, I, to my knowledge, that did not happen like i was never briefed on anything like that and like so who's lying one is it is it a thing where he's saying okay the balloons were there but i was just never briefed on it because honestly it might not be fucking important enough to be briefed on i mean they have spy satellites that can fucking see a freckle on your palm but we're worried about a goddamn balloon exactly and um and like the thing i'll press back about on the balloon like happening before is just like people were seeing it like in Montana and stuff like that like with their eyes. Right. I feel like if this was like a recurring thing people would have seen it before and pointed it out. Who know I mean, who's who's to say they didn't though? I mean all the shit that's come out on the Twitter files about how they suppressed information. Mm-hmm. The government has direct ties to the people in Silicon Valley who control what you see every day. Who's to say the government didn't say, "Hey, listen, see those videos of people in Nevada taking pictures of balloons?" Cut them off. You know yeah, what I mean? Or that's true. And I or just, how many of those videos may have gotten uh, just thrown into the bucket of weird UFO sightings that people now today either go, aliens aren't real, you're ridiculous, or they go, yeah, of course aliens are real. It's not even fucking news. Like, why are you showing me that? Like, there's so much information out there. It would have been so easy for this to get lost in the shuffle if it happened three, four, five, seven other times. Um, yeah, and I. Because the only reason this one kind of hit the the airwaves in a big way, I don't think it was people seeing it on Twitter on Montana. I think it was called in by a by an Air Force pilot that like the news organizations are like, oh shit. Well, I, I was going to say, so like if it did happen before um, and some random person did see it, they're not going to know what it is anyway. Right. It looked, the one video I saw the lady on Montana, it looked like the moon. But it, then she was like, but the moon is over here. <laughs> I did see that video. Yeah. Um, it was a weird looking thing. Like I, I don't know. Like I, I couldn't really make out like there was something connected to the bottom of it, like some sort of. So, so this is, and this is why they said originally, because again, it, it floated. It was first spotted in like Montana, and then it was eventually shot down in the water in South Carolina, like mm-hmm. Myrtle Beach area. Yeah, right off the coast. And uh, Biden was saying, "I wanted to shoot it down all along. I just wanted to make sure it was, you know, where where people couldn't be harmed by it, because originally there's a lot of people living in Montana on, on Twitter, and people people were like official like State Department sources were saying like we're worried about the payload. Like, you know, 
which is immediately something people are like, is there a fucking bomb in it? Which they were like, uh, no, 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 okay. no, something like that. It's just like mm-hmm. there were solar panels on it for mm-hmm. like. I think that's what I was seeing, like those little things but sticking out. I was listening to uh, Breaking Points today with Soccer and Crystal, and, and they were talking about it. And Soccer was like, well, you know, they, they've talked about potentially this happening before, and just, but they haven't identified it as such because they were like, oh, we don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. We can't confirm that it's a Chinese balloon, even though they always know. They, these guys, the intelligence organizations in this country and in the Western world are so fucking... They have, they have access to literally all the information ever. They're going to find out what they need to know. But he's like, but this one, like, they're always wishy-washy. Like, oh, maybe it's Chinese, maybe it's Russian. I mean, there's literally fucking Chinese writing on it. Yeah. So, like, all right. I, so I think and part of the reason I wanted to cover this is because I don't think it's the news is the balloon. I don't think the news is, oh, China's being brazen or whatever, even though they are. Uh, the news here is whoever is control of the simulation narrative, it's China time, right? We were on COVID, then we were on Ukraine. Now we're in China because <laughs> it's China. Even though even though we still have war in Ukraine, China they're getting ready. We you just saw it a couple days ago. They're uh, saying a f- like a, a five long- star general was saying war with China within two years. China is saying like boots on the ground in Taiwan in you know by like twenty twenty seven. Um, the U.S. I covered a story like two years ago maybe for Next Gen on the U.S. building bases in Solomon Islands mm-hmm. and establishing an embassy there. Which Solomon Islands is like. Uh, Right here. So we cover it so we can justify the means when... Well, but it's just we're building relationships there. We're trying to strengthen our our soft power presence in the Pacific, which is now really turning into like now just a couple days ago, the U.S. are stationing troops in Manila in the Philippines, which is even closer to China. That's We're really like posturing for something to happen here. Um, But my thing is, you know, what is going to happen because... I don't, China doesn't really have a Navy. Mm-hmm. They don't really have any uh, ability to project their power globally. So this is the type of stuff that, you know, this is what they got. This is like, hey, US, we're going to fuck with you on an information scale. <laughs> we're going to get your people to, to rile them up because this is these are the weapons we have. It's like a it's Cold War-ish, right? It is. That's exactly what it is. This is like a Cold War, Cold War type of tactic that they're using. It's... It's an information war, like you said. Blinken, our, our Secretary of State. Also, just nobody even talks about how wild this is. Our Secretary of State, his name is Anthony Blinken. Mm-hmm. A. Blinken. <laughs> I never even put that together. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Was he supposed to, like, go on a meeting somewhere? He was supposed something? to go to China to uh, keep lines of communication open. Mm-hmm. surrounded Because tempers are flaring up with Taiwan and the U.S.'s continued support for them. Biden's vocal support. We talked about it before. This is I joke saying this is a one China podcast mm-hmm. because China considers Taiwan part of China. Right. You know who else officially considers Taiwan part of China? Who? The U.S. That's our official policy. Well, right. I, I think we talked about that before. Right. And then how? Uh, well, didn't Biden just like directly Bi- speak against that? Biden. Biden did say if <laughs> if like China blatantly. puts boots on the ground in Taiwan, so will we. <laughs> but I don't. He doesn't know where he is. So. <laughs> but. I'm a. I've been reading a lot of Peter Zion lately, mm-hmm. and he's big on demographics. And I'm gonna put some graphics up about like what China's, like what their population structure looks like right now, and what it's gonna look like by 2040. This like a lot of stuff is quote unquote prediction, but demographics is not. We know exactly how many 20 year olds they're gonna be in 20 years, you know, or uh, in 
19 years because those one-year-olds are all already born right exactly like we have the the numbers of the people that are already born now china's one child policy Mm -hmm. fucking slashed their demographics to the bone they're currently about to start dealing and we covered it on our last episode japan's prime minister talking about how they're fucked Mm -hmm. china is right on that same road except the collapse is going to be even more catastrophic because of how big their industries were in the beginning Mm -hmm. all i mean they import almost all of their goods so they don't they only make things that they you know get the small pieces from other places then they make middle components that they send back out to become finished products like Mm -hmm. they're so reliant on outside imports Mm -hmm. they're not gonna once they collapse they're not gonna be able to be like their own like sovereign nation self-sufficient enough to just keep on going well so just based on everything you've told me so with military posturing and their uh you know their population basically in a decline it seems like their backs are inevitably if not already against the wall gonna be against the wall which is about the scariest place a a psycho like xi jinping could be right exactly and i was gonna say like i mean when you think about anybody or anything pinned against the wall what usually happens right and now we're we're about to have two of the three you know top five powers in the world have their two of the five sorry i'm shot (laughs) Basically, two of the most dangerous men yes. in the world have their backs against the or about to have their backs against the wall. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't really make for the the, the doomsday clock. They have a doomsday clock. Oh, it's like ninety nine seconds to midnight. I think it's something. ninety now. Oh my god! I think we're 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 a minute and a half away. I'm still like really confused on how like that whole how the time actually correlates to it's made it's made up. It's it, okay, just, it's just it, things. Just some like, guy we're was closer like, we're to dying closer. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not a, like this. This number seems. I'm right. sure they have some math that they pull <laughs> out of their ass, and we're like, just, we we time dilation and we put it to the yeah. It's just someone was like, we're getting close, guys. Yeah, I'd be like, can I make it ten seconds midnight today? Just see how everybody handles it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, don't know. <laughs> I feel a lot of people don't even know what it is. I put. Did we learn about it in high school? Or I, I remember learning about it in. Maybe it was college, I guess. Yeah, I don't remember learning about it in high school. I mean, maybe it was a different class or something. Yeah. Um. That I mean, so that's it. Bloom watch is over. Well, we shot it down. down. People are still talking about it today. It's Monday, and I'm still just everything I was reading was fucking balloon, balloon, balloon. Well, if it does happen all the time, and now it's like a big stir, mm. do you think they just? Do you think one they keep doing it, and two? Well, next time they I do guess it, they would just cover it based on. Next time they do it, the U.S. is not going to let it uh, just like float you around. Know, have its fucking Ferdinand Magellan <laughs> trip across the globe again. <laughs> it's crazy, but I'm have. I mean, do you know if they've recovered any of it yet? Apparently, parts of it have been hard to recover, but okay. I know I'm sure they're going to get all of it. I wonder sure. how much like they're actually going to get from it, though. I saw, I do it. The memes have been great. And I'm like, if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to have already seen a bunch of them because I'm just going to throw them in. But one of them is like, one of them is like Xi Jinping reviewing the footage. Like, holy shit, that's a lot of Dollar Trees. Like, <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Um, yeah, so that's that. Uh, we'll move on to what? It, oh, um, yeah, the DOJ is suing Google. Not the first time they've sued them. I'm pretty sure. Mm-mm. But this one is uh, slightly more significant. Uh, it's the second antitrust suit they brought against them. But uh, last week on the the 24th, January 24th, 
Merrick Garland, the AG, announced in conjunction with eight states <coughs> that the DOJ would be suing Google in the Eastern District Court of Virginia. Um, basically, they're alleging that Google's ad tech business is anti-competitive. It's a monopoly. Mm -hmm. And they laid out the fact that Google owns all the infrastructure. They own the marketplace in which you can buy the ads. They own the... Um, actual digital tools you use to employ the ads they have everything mm -hmm. they have every gear of the whole system. right so merrick garland says for 15 years google has pursued a course of anti-competitive conduct that has allowed it to halt the rise of rival technologies manipulate auction mechanics and force advertisers and publishers to use its tools so that the, the other part of that is the f part of this 140 page uh lawsuit alleges is that they are and anytime someone gets close to being able to build a competitor they just buy them which okay they okay which it's just ironic to me that, and it's great i think it's first of all fantastic that this is happening and um it, it's going to be the doj wants the court to break up its digital advertising business which is huge what does that mean though like they have to sell it off mm -hmm. yeah and it's gonna have to be split into multiple entities i mean that and that's that's why these things are so massive is because that's such a messy thing to be like well yeah you gotta chop it all up and it, it also you know a lot of questions are who runs it who gets the profits like how is that fair that we built this business and that's all legitimate yeah, who but, do you decide who to sell it to blah 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 but you know to me it's like cry me a fucking river like you you're you yeah. single-handedly manipulated the the way through which we all like this is literally happening life. because you have you're you're making too many dollars right well no it's not because they're making too many dollars it, it, well no it is a, just it's the monopoly on the system it's but. the fact that they're charging people more than they should be they're creating because they own the digital infrastructure for these, you're supposed to be able to competitively bid on oh, they are their own company okay right right mm -hmm. so but they just manipulate the process to where it goes so the, and merrick garland goes as a result of the scheme website designers earn less and advertisers pay more because they're making it inefficient artificially mm -hmm. it's not a true marketplace it's it's they're putting their own little twist on it to make it just go in their favor right exactly um um, but interestingly enough, the DOJ so wants them to be broken up, but wants it to actually be left up to a jury, which is super rare. These decisions are almost always made by the judge. Okay. Um, so they still have a chance? Oh, yeah, there's definitely a chance. Um, but that's kind of like, it's very ambitious to do that. And it also signals that they don't believe that they would be able to get the judge to say to break them up. Oh, okay. It's in, like we don't trust you to actually make this decision. We need to go to, or just something. don't, or it's just such a massive undertaking that it's like a judge could find any reason to be like, well, you know, legally, I don't see this and this and this. Like just like a little loophole somewhere along right. the line. Um, Is that why? I mean, I don't really know the details of like when they got sued the first time, but is that what happened the first time? Like, did it go up to a judge and then? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't think that suit has been settled yet because this is this is going to take years. That's crazy. So that in 2020, the DOJ filed a civil antitrust suit against Google for monopolizing monopolizing search and search advertising. That's different from uh, like the digital marketing technology. So that's mm -hmm. that's fucked up too. Mm -hmm. Which means Google is basically like, anytime a competitor tries to get into search, they're also buying them up or using their control of the marketplace to okay. keep them out. Um, let me see here. I think they, I think Google ended up winning that, uh, suit. 
I mean, do, I mean, they've also been they've been sued for so many different antitrust shit. Like we're talking specifically just about search right now well, for twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean, I can't and then believe- this one is ad is like their ad tech. Right, I can't believe how uh, I don't know specific it can get with that, but um, uh, well, but I, I so I I wanted to say I thought it was kind of, I think it's again it's a good thing this is happening, but it's also like so arbitrary to be like all right. We're getting Google because you could get literally any one of these big tech companies, Apple, Amazon. I mean, Amazon's antitrust practices are fucking crazy. And they get to just like operate as they would until it all, you know, gets settled and everything. Oh, yeah. Big years time. down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, might as well get the ball rolling on it. But, man, I mean, they're just going to keep, uh, I don't know, it, it's gonna get better, but it just it bothers me how long it it'll take. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's the nature of our country, though. Our legal system is so convoluted, and I, and part of it, part of these companies, these massive companies, they they actually weaponize litigation. They use it to their advantage. Like I, I, I have to I have to remember this woman's name on Twitter, um, but her husband quit Amazon, and he had an anti he had a non compete, mm-hmm. but he, he like I think he was. He went into a completely different business. I, I'm, I'm going to butcher the details. I don't know if I want to do this, but uh, just, like I'm going to try to get some of the facts in the video. But basically, uh, because he was like selling a product and Amazon is a buyer of a product that's in the similar space, mm-hmm. they were like, you're violating your non-compete. They spent like, they've so far spent like $40 million on litigation to try to get him to like, and, and like... While that's happening, he can't continue. He can't keep going. No, no, no. So the burden, the burden of proof is always on fucking poor people. Like oh, it's, it's 100%. never, it's never on you know these mass corporations that could afford to stop. They could afford to. Well, stop. not actually. If they actually, that's not true. If and, any of them stopped because they are growth businesses, they'd be fucked. But well, they could afford to. They weaponize the fact that they have resources. Yeah, I, I, they all do. But I, you know, I'm hoping, and we're gonna we're gonna keep an eye on this too. Um, because it's super interesting that it is going to be a jury that decides. Um, because Google, Google is cool. Google is big enough. They have interests wide enough. They have enough skin in the game, money at stake. Like we're gonna have to keep an eye on those jurors. See, like who's getting pressured, who's getting bribed, who's getting you know. That's true, and I mean it's a lot to, uh, you know, it's a lot to kind of follow and and understand to a certain degree. So like, you know. What if a lot of these jurors just don't really get it? Yeah. Well, you know, that's the other thing is the uh, defense a lot of times has um, a lot of control over who becomes a juror. That's like a huge – that court picking is – juring like picking your jury – I don't know in terms of um, civil. I don't know how the, how the Eastern District of Virginia works, but I know like in criminal cases picking your jury – and this is, I only know this because I watch a lot of suits, but like, <laughs> that's, that's a big deal. Like that's a, a way in which, uh, like a good lawyer could help you out. All right. Well, as we follow it, let's, uh, we'll look into the jury a little bit and see what that's all about. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep our eye on that. Where they're coming from. Um, that's it for that. We have a short show today. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to get one out. Um, the last thing I want to do is just kind of cover the, the latest in American politics. We, uh, did we talk about it in the run up? Well, we talked about. The Dems moving their primary, but the Fed rate. No, I'm, I don't. I don't. I'm not an economist. That, well, I'm not that smart on the economy, so I'm not. I don't have much. Do, do. No, no, I've no. I, I was just trying to. Um, 
I thought that's what you were looking for to talk about. No. Um, there's a few things. So Ilan Omar and Adam Schiff were removed from the uh, House Intel Committee. Adam Schiff, who, by the way, is running for Senate in California now and just got Nancy Pelosi's endorsement, so he's almost definitely going to win. Really? That's fucking wild. Right? That's fucking wild. These people, like, fight each other, nail and fucking teeth fucking to the bone, and then they're just like, yeah, I'll endorse you, no problem. Hmm? Uh, quick correction. I early, When we were doing the run-up, the Dems are moving their primary from New Hampshire to South Carolina, not from Iowa. Iowa is where the first caucus is for the general election. Okay. So I got confused. Anyway. Um, Still on the right track there. But yeah, Ilan Omar is off the Senate, uh, off the House Intel Committee for uh, apparently anti-Semitic remarks. I really didn't think what she said was that bad. She was basically like, she said something along the lines of like, it's all about the Benjamins. And then did you see what Pelosi said? No. She was like, uh, like, she basically said she doesn't know what she's saying. Like, she doesn't know how to use words because she's from somewhere else. Pelosi said that about Ilan Omar? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's your classic uh, casual racism Maybe from Democrats. Maybe you put that into the video or something. It's a quick, yeah. quick little thing. I think that, um, that the congresswoman is uh, uh, perhaps appreciated the full weight of how it was heard by other people, although I don't believe it was intended in any anti-Semitic way. But the fact is, if that's how it was interpreted, we have to remove all doubt, as we have done over and over again. Well, maybe she may need to explain that she did not, it's up to her to, to explain, uh, but I do not believe that she understood the full weight of the words. I feel confident that her words were not based on any anti-Semitic attitude, but that she didn't have a full appreciation of how they landed on other people where this, these words have a history and a cultural impact that may have been unknown to her. The bigotry of low expectations for Ilan Omar from her, her fearless leader. <laughs> um, what else did I have for politics? Vaccine? No. Um, Ronna McDaniel has won the, uh, the vote for RNC chair, Republican National Committee. She was opposed by Mike Lindell. <laughs> the fucking pillow guy? Yeah, yeah. Who <laughs> who all the, the new right, the sort of young right, the Matt Gates right, mm -hmm. Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk, all those people, they all wanted uh, Mike Pillow, as I call him. Oh, really? <laughs> um, and Trump actually notably backed Ron McDaniel. Trump is losing even like the crazy fringe people from the right. Like all the normal... Republicans are like, I think we're, we're going to back DeSantis because he's not like what? controversial. He's not explosive. And another thing Trump is losing people on is the vaccine where like his his people are going crazy now trying to paint DeSantis as the the vaccine guy saying like Ron locked his state down. Like when, when uh, you know, Christy Noem in South Dakota didn't and all this like where I, as far as I understand, I thought Ron DeSantis to me was one of the most anti-COVID vaccine governors there was. Um, and so, but people are saying about Trump, well, he lit Operation Warp Speed. He was the one that got us the vaccine, which he was bragging about. Mm -hmm. Now he's not because it doesn't play well with his base. There, I, I, at this point right now, if I was a betting man, and I am, um, <laughs> I would bet on DeSantis 2024, 100%. I would agree with that. Um, but it, one interesting thing too, and this doesn't really have to do with, I guess, DeSantis so much. 
uh, it seems like Biden is Byron. Byron, he's losing a lot of popularity, and I mean he, but he never really had a mandate. His his people voted for him because he was not Trump, like explicitly. That's true, but I just after the midterms and everything, and how I guess like blue it was, and without expecting it, I kind of right. thought, you know, that pulled a lot of weight for him. It did briefly, right, exactly briefly, and it's just. It's well, he, and also we're recording this on Monday night. Tomorrow, when this episode comes out, will be the State of the Union tomorrow night. Okay, right. I I just think he keeps he cannot get out of his own way. I mean, I I just I I hardly pay attention to him anymore because he's just like irrelevant. I don't. I think that I think again, and I've texted this to people that I will kill myself if it's Trump Biden again because honestly, like. How could we get that? There's nobody. There are very few people who are passionate about Trump right now. And there's nobody who's passionately like Joe Biden is my guy. Everybody who's like, you got to vote for Joe Biden does it like gritting their teeth. Like, we just fucking got to do it. No, you're right. Like it it did have a lot to do with just like, hey, it's not. No, but even now, like like even people now who are like, because I guess the Dems have not been like setting themselves up like Hakeem Jeffries the the new minority leader in the house looks like he could be a future star for their party but right now they don't have anyone that could Would seriously you? excite people against a, a Ron DeSantis per se if it was oh and also Nikki Haley um who is the ambassador to the UN under Trump um and former South Carolina governor uh, announced she's running for president so officially we have somebody running against Trump and Somebody who who is not a, like a never Trumper, like a Republican who would have voted for him, probably did vote for him, but now is like, nope, we're done with Trump. Okay, we're moving on. Um, so if it is Trump Biden again, would you? Well, I'm guessing you would probably vote independent. Yeah, I'm no, I'm never voting for either, either. of those two parties ever again, what Democrats you, or Republicans. What never if again. You ha- like absolutely Fuck had to. No, you're just leaving. Why? Well, in what scenario would I have to? There isn't just yeah. my scenario right now. No, no. <laughs> like if I had to, if it, if this was like a Walking Dead situation, mm-hmm. and one of those two had to be like the leader of our group, I would kill them both and say it's me now. <laughs> like I wouldn't trust. I mean, it's fair. Uh, you know, I don't trust either of those people for with anything. Like I don't trust them from like a you're not gonna lie to me standpoint. I don't trust either of them from a competency standpoint. Like I definitely don't. I, they should they should both be in depends at this point. And I know Trump is still like somewhat sharp, like he has his wits about him. But like even at his best, I like he's a moron in my opinion. I think that they're both fucking kooks, him and Byron. And, one I, and thing, I just just selfishly, like like from a if I'm able to disassociate from like the future of my country. I would love a Trump presidency. I think it's hilarious. Like, it's nonstop entertainment. It is funny. I fucking love the guy, like, from a, you know, look at the guy on TV. That guy's awesome. But, like, then I'm like, oh, he's running everything. I forgot about that part. One thing I heard today that kind of, like, blew my mind a little bit is that Bill Clinton is, like, four years younger than Joe Biden. I, to me, like, I mean, when was Bill Clinton president? Early 2000s or something like that, right? 90s. Late nineties yeah. or okay. Yeah. To me, I'm just like, all right, that guy's like old as shit, and like he has no idea what's going on, and that's exactly what we have. I just, I don't know. There's just so many like parallels to like what Billy looks good though. 
He's probably still out there bopping around his Milans with a with a new buddy. I got to be the president like again. And Bill Clinton at the like the age that he is like right now oh, and oh. just like where he's at and yet we yeah. have like that exact thing. Yeah, I mean we have a we have a minimum for president. Maybe we should have a maximum too. I I would 75 you're out. I could come around on that. I would yeah. make it lower than that. Lowton? I don't know. I mean they're both what happened in like 40s and like 50s. I think we don't have a whole lot of that though either, do we? Just in our population? No, no, no. Of like presidents. Like uh, Kennedy was really young. Wasn't um Obama was really young. How W, how old was W when he was I I think he was probably either late forties, early fifties. Yeah. Um that that age just seems like right to me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly I think it's a stupid job. It is a stupid job. anything and in politics the, seems stupid. At the end you of the just day, fight like, all the time and everybody hates you. And they're so beholden to the military, to the military industrial complex, to corporations, to the healthcare industry, to big pharma. Like, how much power does the president really have? More than me, for sure. But, like... No, yeah, you're right. I, mean, I don't know. I'm getting so, like, cynical. I'm like, yeah, I still, like... I love living in America. Like, it's better than anywhere else. But, and, like, I don't want to say your vote doesn't count. But does it, though? Like, you know, like, what is it really... Who who are you really affecting? Um, you gotta You got to... Think globally, but act locally. Yeah, I I agree with that. But um, yeah, your vote doesn't really count unless you can. Uh, I don't know. You really got to be with the masses. All right, I think I'm I'm ready to wrap up. You got anything else? I'm good. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. Yeah, that was a quick one, folks. We, we quick little uh, quick little just uh, information bomb for you. Yeah, a dump. <laughs> a dump. All right. Please make sure to rate us five stars if you haven't already. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NextGenForward. NextGen, the number four, W-A-R-D. And we will see you next week, folks. Love you guys.